Hello, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and welcome to the latest episode of your Pittsburgh broadcast with me, your host, Pittsburgh going speaking to you here in the UK. Well, guys, I think after yet another uh, awful defeat for the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, we have a right as fans to ask questions of the franchise and ask questions of the coaching staff and ask questions of the playing staff. Now, I know what some fans say that you stick by your team thick and thin, and we are sticking by our team, team through thick and thin. And don't get me wrong, nothing causes me more pain and hurt than watching that performance yesterday. Uh, you know, feeling really down today because of it. And But as a fan, and as someone who also watches it as a bit to analyse it as well and talk about the game, you know, you look at it, you analyse it, and you, and you want to ask questions. You want to find out why things are going wrong. You know, as you would with yourself, you know, if your health's bad, you ask why your health's bad. If there's something going wrong in the house, you ask why it's going wrong. If there's something wrong in your relationship, you ask why things are going wrong in your relationship, don't you? And I think it's the same with these Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think there is a real fundamental issue with this Steelers team at this stage in time. Now, if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers at, at, at this current moment in time, there is a real feeling, I think, within the organisation that the coaching staff, that the upper management have lost control of this team. The team seems to be out of control. It seems to lack leadership. It seems to lack direction. It seems to lack focus. It seems to lack in all areas. Now, look, I'm not pretending for a moment that the players are squeaky clean on this. I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is Josh Allen and he's struggling because the rest of the team are not playing well or Matt Canada's not calling the right plays. I'm not saying that for a moment. Kenny's a rookie. He's still learning. We have to give him time to learn. So those fans out there calling him a bust or saying that he's finished or saying that, you know, that Mason Rudolph could do a better job. You're living in fact in cloud cuckoo land. You really are because this guy is a rookie. What did you expect him to do? Did you expect him to come in and play like Ben in his rookie season? Did you expect him to come and play like Patrick Mahomes who actually came in in his second year, not his first year? You know, Look back across history, rookie quarterbacks on the whole struggle in their first year. Josh Allen, for example, who is widely regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at this moment in time, stank his first year. I know people say, well, you can't compare with Terry Bradshaw. So there's a more recent example, Josh Allen. Now look at Josh Allen. Look at with time how Josh Allen has matured, has developed into one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Mahomes was fortunate that he got to sit. Now, people said that Kenny should have sat this year. Well, yes, in theory, you should. But are we really comparing Mitch Trubisky to Alex Smith? Alex Smith was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Alex Smith was a guy who led his team to uh, playoff game, playoffs season in, season out. He led, he, when he was the 49ers, he took them to an NFC Championship game. When he was at the Chiefs, he took them to AFC, uh, AFC Divisional Round games. Mah Mah you know, Smith was a better quarterback than... Um, Mitch Trubisky is certainly. You'd have also asked as well, you know, you know, why are we not criticizing Kenny in the same way that we're criticizing Mitch Trubisky? Well, Trubisky had six years' experience that he brought into this team, whereas Kenny obviously is a rookie coming out of a uh, weak uh, NCAA conference in the ACC. But you know, we look at you know, we look at some of the information that came out of yesterday's game, and this quote here really does scare me and worry me. Ed Bouchette, this is tweeted this out. Steelers in turmoil. Najee Harris said, we lack a lot of discipline, accountability. We lack a lot. So this is one of the team captains, one of the offensive team captains saying that there's not enough discipline there. 
There's not players taking accountability for their mistakes and probably coaches as well. He's probably directing that at coaches and we lack a lot. Who is responsible at the end of the day for ensuring there is discipline and accountability within an organisation? That's the management structure. As someone who works in an in industry, I know that the book stops with the people at the top. They manage the discipline in the business. They manage the accountability in the business. And if they're not putting that to their people and leading by example in that, to get your people to do that is a very tough thing indeed to do. And if Harris is coming out and saying there's not enough discipline, there's not enough accountability, where does the book need to stop with that? With the players? With the coaches? With Art Rooney? With Omar Khan? Where does it stop? Kenny Pickett also said, I don't think we study enough as a group. Something's got to change. It's insane to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different. In a way, I suppose Kenny Pickett referring to the Einstein quote there, that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And I think that's what the Steelers are doing, you know, especially on the offense. If you look at the offense, the offense does the same thing week in, week out. Run, run, pass, punt. Najee runs it up the middle. Najee runs it up the middle. Then we have a little short dump-off pass. Then we punt the ball. Now, it's the same predictable offense week in, week out. That's not down to Kenny. That's not down to Najee. That's not down to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Pat Freyamuth, the O-line. That's down to Matt Canada and his scheme. Do I think Matt Canada? Yes, I do think Matt Canada should be sacked. Will Matt Canada be sacked? No, of course he won't. That's not the steal away, which makes me want to throw up and punch Art Rooney in the face. It really does. It's disgusting. Now, let's look at another stat from yesterday. And this is really just some show how the offense is struggling under the Matt Canada system. Converted one of 12 third down chances and failed to score more than 13 points for the third time in the past four games. What a damning indictment that is of this Steeler team. Now, yes, the offence was genuinely awful yesterday. Don't get me wrong. It was poor. Very poor. Canada needs to go. Mayer, the offensive line coach, needs to go. Frisman Jackson needs to go. The offensive staff needs a major overhaul and this team needs to put some serious money and investment into that scheme. Bill Cower spoke yesterday and I love Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher was an amazing coach. Bill Cowher says he doesn't like how the Steelers are using Pickett. He's he's doing too, he's asking, they're asking him to do too much as a rookie. And that's right. They are. And he is worried that, that what they're doing to him is destroying him as a quarterback and, is, and destroying his confidence. And who does that come down to at the end of the day? It comes down to two individuals, Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin now over the last two seasons, is starting to remind me. I became a Steelers fan in 1988 uh, when Chuck Noll was still the head coach and we went, I think it was 6-10, and 10, I think, that season. If my memory serves me right, all that 30-odd years ago. This part now, Tomlin now, reminds me of the end of the Noll era. Things were stale, going stale. Things were not working. It's time to move on. I don't think the players are listening anymore. I don't, you know, he often says, my message won't change. Standard is the standard, blah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you listen to his news conferences, you know his message doesn't change. It's the same stuff every single week, isn't it? And I think the players are bored of it, genuinely bored of it. Do they want to play for him? Well, you've got to start asking a question. Do they want to play for him? Because they're not going out there and playing for him week in, week out. They're not running through brick walls for him the same way that other teams are doing. Are there more fun? Are there other fundamental problems on this team? Yes, the offensive line lacks depth. What has the offensive line got 
behind those starting five. Now, for me yesterday, Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson were awful. Javon Hargrave embarrassed Dotson on multiple occasions. But what do you do? You look behind those guys and you've got the following players. You've got Kendrick Green, the left guard replacement. Would you want him in place of Dotson? No, he's worse than Dotson. Trent Scott, backup left tackle. Would you want Trent Scott? No, struggled in Carolina. Jesse Davis, struggled in Miami. Another tackle replacement. JC Hassenauer, struggled. And on the practice squad, you've got William Dunkel, Ryan McCollum, backup centre, and John Leglue. Glue's, Glue's solid. The glue may come in and make some difference. Solid difference, not a spectacular difference. So there is a fundamental problem there for me as well. There is no depth, no pressure on those offensive linemen yesterday. Chooks stank yesterday. Two holding penalties, made some silly mistakes. But is there any pressure on him? No, there isn't because he knows Jesse Davis can't come in and take his job. Dan Moore knows that Trent Scott's not going to come in and take his job because neither of them are up to the task themselves. There's no depth to that offensive line. There needs to be depth to put pressure on those players. Now we look at another issue, a major issue for me yesterday with that offensive line. They allowed 11 QB hits, seven tackles for a loss and six sacks. But what can we do to improve it? Just keep working on them technically, keep coaching. That's all we can do because that's all we've got, guys. Those five are all we've got. Unless before tomorrow, something happens in the trade deadline. Now, the other major fundamental problem for me is around the secondary. Yes, the pass rush does help. And I think the pass rush has been lacking. And hopefully having TJ back will enable the pass rush to get better and will enable the secondary to have more time. But yesterday, Akella Witherspoon got burnt three times or two times so by AJ Brown, slaughtered by AJ Brown yesterday. So much so that he got benched for James Pierre. Levi Wallace is out. Levi Wallace hasn't played great this season. Cam Sutton is very up and down. There is no cornerback one in this organisation. Why is there no cornerback one in the organisation? Why did the Steelers not address that in the offseason? My good mate, Matty Peverell of BTSC, spoke so eloquently on War Room, guys. Go back and check it out about why we need a cornerback one, why we haven't got a cornerback one. And we haven't got a cornerback one. If you look at the best teams in the NFL right now, they have outstanding cornerbacks you know, outstanding cornerbacks. Look at the Eagles yesterday. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, two of the best corners in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills have Tredavious White, one of the best corners in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, who lead our division, have Peters and Humphrey, outstanding corners. The, the Niners have Traverius Ward. The Bengals have Tredavious Awuzie, who is a lot better than what we've got. The Titans have got a rookie called McCreary, who stepped up and been fantastic. Source Gardner of the Jets, whose Jets are doing well this season. The Dolphins are doing well this season. Xavier Howard, cornerback one, lockdown corner. Uh, Sneed of the Chiefs. There's some quality there in those teams. Something we lack. No cornerback one. It should have been addressed in free agency with a JC Jackson, a Stefan Gilmore, an AJ Bouyer, or it should have been addressed in the draft, like an Andrew Booth Jr., for example. And it hasn't, didn't happen. And they've let the team down there. There are so many fundamental issues with this team. But for me, the biggest one is that Tomlin, Canada and Austin are losing this team. They need to sit down and take stock of where they are over this bye week and try and bring this team back round. Or else it's going to be a long season, a very long season. Anyway, Steeler Nation, let me know in the comments below what you think of what I've said. Thinking of what do you think of the coaches? What changes do the Steelers need to take place? 
And remember, if you've just found Britsburg Owen, voice them across the pond, hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell. Thanks for watching, guys. And as always, as we always say, here we go, Steelers. Come on. <laughs>